Hello, guys, and welcome to The Natural Show. Many out there are outraged by the overruling of Roe versus Wade by the U.S. Supreme Court. There are a lot of perspectives across the nation in regards of abortion. Ladies and gentlemen, abortion is murder. I wonder why people consider abortion to be a right. Some would say that if that child is a product of a rape, then that gives them even more reason to abort a human being, being growing in the womb instead of keeping it. We need to realize that circumstances are always different for each individual, and one size does not fit all. Abortion. Think about it. Should it be prohibited? Should it be allowed? Should it be regulated? Let's talk about it here at The Nacho Show. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for being here with me, guys. Um, and uh, remember, this is the Nacho Show provided to you by our sponsors. And today we're going to go ahead and talk about this uh, topic that it's uh, super hot right now. Um, and it's uh, the abortion topic. And uh, this is going to be pretty interesting. I have here with me today, Mr. Phil Wright. How are you? I am doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Hey, thank you so much for accepting my invitation. Uh, and yeah, and uh, I appreciate uh, you um, uh, as a person and also uh, as a political uh, collaborator um, with uh, so many things that, that you've done uh, in the past since I've known you. And um, I, I, I see that you have done an amazing job out there uh, on, on all of, you know, uh, political campaigns and Uh, with a, within the Republican Party here in the state of Utah, and uh, um, I, you do a fantastic job. So just you know, shout out to you here. Well, I appreciate that. We all have our roles to play, right? Yeah, <laughs> that is correct. All right. Well, um, abortion, Phil. Um, it, it's a it's a hot topic right now, and obviously, you know, it, it's been for for years, obviously. And uh, um, there are so many perspectives about it. Um, I do have mine, uh, my perspective, which uh, uh, aligns uh, with um, uh, the conservative side. Um, and, and obviously, um, it is a very touchy subject for some. Um, and uh, it is a matter of fact that for, for others, uh, it's not that that touchy and the reason why i say that is because um and, and it doesn't matter if you're a man and a woman you know um the perspective is going to be very um and kind of politically inclined i mean nowadays everything is being politicized uh regardless of what it is i mean if you, you talk about abortion it's definitely politicized if you talk about gay, gay marriage is politicized if you talk about immigration that's very politicized as well Um, and, uh, sometimes, and, you know, and, and I fall in this category as well that, you know, uh, there are times where, um, per perspectives get encountered and, and then, uh, oh, you know, then, you know, you, you start, you know, to take, take out, take off your, you know, your make a mega great hat or, you know, you put the, I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just being confused in here, but. Um, it, it's just a matter of uh, seeing things, you know, the, the way they should, you know, and um, some, but anyway, yeah, but thanks so much for, for being here. So abortion, what, what, are, what are your, your takes on abortion, uh, Phil? Well, um, I, I guess we can talk general abortion itself, and then we can kind of talk uh, the way I would approach it, Roe, Roe versus Wade. Abortion okay. itself, is abortion um, necessary? Um, I don't have, I didn't come to your show today with a bunch of statistics, but I believe anybody can do the research. And when you hear things like um, abortion should take place if a woman's life is in danger, I believe uh -huh. statistics, that is less than 1% chance that that ever happens. Less than 1% that a woman's life is in danger So the doctor is saying you need to get an abortion. So if that's a scenario, 
then I guess that is between the, the, the husband, the wife, and the doctor to determine if it truly is putting her life in danger mm-hmm. um, to continue with the pregnancy. So I can accept that. Okay. And then, you know, another common thing that people will accept is if it was a product, the baby was a product of incest or rape. Mm-hmm. And that's tough because we talk about people's rights. Women want to have the right to their bodies. Well, if someone rapes you, they have taken your rights away. If a family member rapes you uh, through incest mm-hmm. and now you're pregnant, your rights have been taken away. But if you willingly engage in sex and you get pregnant, mm-hmm. that was your right and that was your choice. And right. Now, I believe, just like Old Testament, you know, the Lord said in the Old Testament, if if you kill a woman who was pregnant, you have committed a double murder and you were treated <laughs> as doing so. So the Lord made it clear that the moment a woman co- becomes pregnant, there are two individuals involved, the mother and the life of the baby. So I'm with you, Ignacio. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that uh, abortion is a horrible thing. It, it should rarely ever happen. Yeah. Um, but I understand some of the exceptions. I understand the exception of incest, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I yeah. understand the exception of a mother's life in danger. <clears throat> I'm a little on the fence when it comes to the part of rape. Look, if a woman is raped, then her mm-hmm. rights have been taken away. Her choice has been taken away. Mm-hmm. And now she has a really tough decision to make. Do I keep a baby that I did not plan for or want, or or do I um, abort this child? And I, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's a very, very difficult decision when that happens to women. Um, I, I'm, I'm very, very empathetic to that. And, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be, what's the right word? I'm not going to be judgmental for whatever choice a woman makes under the scenario of rape and incest. Uh-huh. Um, but as I mentioned to you before this podcast, um, this is something that my family, my wife and I, and our children have dealt with on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14 years ago, a beautiful baby girl was born, and she was the product of rape. My <clears throat> my 16-year-old daughter at the time was raped. And I'm so sorry she, about that. Well, it, it turned out wonderful the way the Lord the way the Lord was involved with the whole thing with my daughter and our family, but mm-hmm. it was a very, very difficult time for our family. It was extremely difficult for our 16-year-old daughter. And mm-hmm. we realized that according to Utah laws, it was her decision alone as a minor whether or not she was going to have an abortion or put the baby up for adoption. As parents, we had no say in that. And I, I didn't know that. These are these are things that you don't plan on in life. So I just yeah. didn't know the law. And I remember there was a, a moment when my wife and I were concerned, what would our daughter's choice be? <clears throat> we are so grateful that through the spirit, through prayer, and through the love she received from my wife and I and her family, she decided to keep the baby, the pregnancy, and she found a wonderful young couple who were able to adopt this precious little girl, like I said, who is now 14 years old. You know, this is my granddaughter. I saw her one time. I saw her for two days, the first two days of her life, and I haven't seen her since then. But I know that she's with a loving family, um, and she has two adopted siblings, and they love her, and she's happy. She has a life. So that was a real, very, very difficult situation for our family. But I am so Mm -hmm. grateful that my daughter recognized the sanctity of life and that she was willing to make the sacrifice of being a high school kid walking around pregnant, even though I would say most of the kids knew what happened. There were always those who didn't. So, you know, she had the the strange stares and the pointed fingers at her, but she understood what was most important. It was most important not to um, blame this innocent child, 
because yeah. of the rape. It was not the child's fault. And and, and now Ignacio is mm -hmm. my daughter. It was an open adoption, so she's been able to keep in touch with the, the parents who adopted her little girl. And oh, good. She and and her little girl have uh, communicated via email for years. So it's been a wonderful experience in that sense because my daughter is able to see that her little girl is happy and she's being raised in a loving home so wow. that's a personal experience with the issue of rape um, but i'm not going to say ignacio that um, there are not uh, situations where a, a woman who's been raped um, who makes the mm -hmm. choice an abortion I, i'm not going to necessarily say that was a wrong choice for her i i mm -hmm. would bad just like if my daughter had made the decision to have the abortion i personally i don't think my wife and i and our children at the time i don't think we could have handled that and i know that my mm -hmm. daughter couldn't and you know there's there's another good part to the story mm. so my my 16 year old she was 17 when she gave birth um you know, years later, she found a great guy and she's married and they have two children. So God has blessed her, I think, for the choice that she made. Wow, that that is a fantastic story, Phil. Uh, and uh, I I feel touched by it. Um, you know, uh, once something like that happens to you, I apologize if I get emotional here, uh, you know, here on a live show, but... Um, it is it is very comforting to me um, to know uh, of the background that that she has and uh, um, and first of all um, we I I, I appreciate um, you talking about this um, this personal situation that that you had in your family uh, definitely means a lot uh, to me, you know, obviously, uh, you know, for some, this could be very difficult to talk about, you know, uh, uh, on a personal level uh, here on, on a live show. Um, and I, I feel honored uh, really to, to hear about this. And uh, um, I am, uh, I'm very grateful to know um, uh, of her background um, uh, of, of her religious background and, and the things that you've taught her um in order to overcome obstacles uh, about you know like what would people say about this or you know what would happen if you know and uh, i am glad i am beyond words about the teachings that you have given her uh that uh, help her to make a good decision uh, about this and uh, you know uh, the, the worth of the souls are greater to the sight of God. Um, and, you know, uh, regardless of, 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 uh, of whatever situation that um, a girl might have been under, um, then she, she saw that value, uh, that value of, of that uh, little baby girl. But now she's 14 years old. I mean, that, that's definitely fantastic, you know, that she now has a, a lovely home that she lives in and, uh, and, and everything like that. So, well, let me uh, let me just add, Ignacio, also that yeah. you know when when our daughter came to us, I think it was in December when she came to us and and told us, and she she was I think three months along before she said anything, and because she was scared, she didn't know what to say, and she didn't know how we would react. And I remember. <clears throat> She came to my wife and I, and we took her into our bedroom because we knew she was upset. And we said, sweetheart, what's going on? What, what's, what's up? And when she told us what happened, you know, our immediate reaction was just to love her. And we both yeah. threw our arms around her and we wept with her and told her how much we loved her and how much God loved her and had not, she'd not been forsaken. And uh, her, all of her siblings did the same. Uh, we came together mm -hmm. as a family and just let her know how much we loved her and supported her. Uh, we knew this was not something she chose. What woman chooses to be attacked and raped? No, no woman would want that. Right. I'm, I'm extremely sensitive to that. I mean, and, and you know, I, as a father, I went through the process of wanting to find the guy and give him my own punishment. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that didn't happen because we realized our focus needed to be on two people our daughter 
and this precious little spirit that was growing within her womb. And uh, I, I am very religious person. I have a strong faith in God and in my Savior, Jesus Christ. And it was because of our love for our Father in Heaven that we were able to help get our daughter through this process. Mm -hmm. and, and it was very tougher. I'm not going to say it was easy because it because it was not. And and handing that baby off, you know, the, the young couple came to our home and our whole family was there. And here my daughter is holding this beautiful, precious little baby that looked just like her as a baby. <laughs> and the baby was so happy and, and that baby never cried not even one time in the two days that she was in her home not one time but she would my daughter would hold the baby in front of her and that little girl would look up at my daughter and just stare and to me it was her spirit thanking her for giving her life and somehow mm -hmm. that little baby knew that would not be the mother that would be raising her so when this beautiful young couple came over to take the baby that they had adopted as soon as she handed the baby to the mother the baby started crying for the first time and it was, it was just heartbreaking mm -hmm. because you felt bad for the new mother who had adopted the baby but then you recognized this baby knew who gave her life so it was it was a wonderful experience for our whole family it was very emotional it was very touching but God confirmed that this child was meant to be with her adoptive mother and father. So that's what allowed us and especially what allowed our daughter to get through that process. And I'm, I'm so grateful she made that decision. Wow. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> that is a fantastic experience. Um, and Wow, I, this is the first time that, that I cry on a live show. But, uh, bro, uh, yeah, th this definitely fills up, fill, fills my my heart um, with gladness and with, uh, with with a sense of gratefulness um, to to God about this these miracles that th these miracles happen and. Um, um, and uh, th thank you so much for uh, sharing this sacred uh, story here um, in my show. Uh, and definitely, I, I feel very emotional about this. Um, um, because there are out there many children that do not have that opportunity to live. Um, and um, I don't know, I'm I'm on words um, here and... Uh, uh, you know, children that could have could have been great leaders um, in this world. Uh, we see, um, uh, we see, uh, Mister, uh, the one that invented Apple. What's his name? <laughs> I always forget. Uh, about is it Steve Jobs? Steve Jobs. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, Ignacio, there are many, many people around the world who were survivors of a botched abortion. And when you listen to their stories, uh, that's really, really heart-wrenching. You know, people that actually survived being poisoned or, uh, or induced early, but they actually survived. You hear those stories. Mm -hmm. And then you hear the stories of the mothers who regretted having an abortion. I yeah. don't care what anybody says. I don't care how callous a person can be. Any mother who has an abortion is going to have... Uh, repercussions. They're going yeah. to have emotional things they're going to have to deal with at some point. Now, again, I'm not I'm not pointing the finger at those who have an abortion because it's a medical necessity, although that's very very slim, or because they were raped, you know, through incest or uh, raped by someone else. I, I, I again, I, I I'm I, I struggle with this, but but I can personally. Mm -hmm make the exception that that's a choice that a woman does have to make. And I understand mm -hmm. that. But when abortion becomes the solution for, um, when it becomes no more than birth control, or it becomes the solution for a promiscuous life, yeah, I cannot yeah. sustain that. And you know what? God doesn't either. 
And Ignacio, what has happened in our country with Roe versus Wade being overturned? I never, ever thought I would see that in my lifetime. But I'm here to tell you right now, the adversary is going to turn up the heat. And we're going to see things from our government, from the liberals who are running our country right now. Mm -hmm. We're going to see them trying to find ways to legalize abortion because the Supreme Court made it clear nowhere in the Constitution does it give you the right to take the life of an unborn child. It, it has never said that. And we finally have Supreme Court justices who have the courage to mm -hmm. do the right thing. So, but I'm telling you, this is not going to end abortion. It's going to cause the adversary to turn up the heat and to create this storm of bitterness and hatred. And we're going to see laws challenging this. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to see the federal government. I believe our president will try and find some way to, yeah. whether he tries to use executive order, which is going way too far, or whether he tries to find a way to ramrod something through Congress, making abortion legal, they're going to do everything they can to do that. And, and but the thing is, Ignacio, what people need to understand, <clears throat> the Supreme Court did not outlaw abortion by getting rid of Roe versus Wade. What they Correct. did is said, it is not protected in the US Constitution. This is a state's issue. So mm -hmm. they sent it back to the states. So every state now has to decide if they're going to kill their unborn children. Mm -hmm. um, every state gets to decide that. And we know that Utah is a little more on the conservative side, not like it used to be. I think Utah uh -huh. is becoming more of a purple state on its way to blue. Uh, I hope not, but... <laughs> well, it is. But there are mm -hmm. some states that are very conservative and... You know, if, if women want to have abortion for a form of birth control so they can continue to live a promiscuous life, then some of them may have to travel to other states where they can do that. And that's unfortunate. It's just unfortunate <laughs> that abortion was ever used as a form of birth control. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's uh, that's exactly how they wanted to look at, at things. Um, what we're going to do here, uh, Phil, is uh, we're going to go ahead and, and go to a commercial break uh, really quick. And when we're back in our, our in our second segment of this uh, show, uh, we will go ahead and talk about just that, you know, uh, how liberals take abortion as a um, as a birth control method. Uh, we will go ahead and, and talk about other countries uh, out there uh, that, you know, which countries uh, are pro-abortion, you know, which countries made abortion illegal. Um, we're going to go ahead and talk about all these things. Uh, and, and once again, thank you so much for, for being here with me. And uh, remember, guys, we are here at The Natural Show. We'll be right back. Nacho Graphics is a professional graphic design company that offers unlimited graphic design services to small, medium, and large businesses. We pride ourselves on providing high-quality, affordable design services that are customized to meet the specific needs of our clients. Our team of talented designers is passionate about creating unique, eye-catching designs that will help your business stand out from the competition. Whether you need a new logo or marketing materials, we will work with you to create a custom solution that fits your needs and exceeds your expectations. At Nacho Graphics, we understand that each company has different graphic design needs. That's why we offer an unlimited graphic design service that can be customized to fit the specific needs of your business. We believe that great design should be accessible to all businesses, regardless of size. So, if you're looking for a graphic design company that can provide you with high-quality custom designs at an affordable price, look no further than Nacho Graphics. Contact us today to learn more about our unlimited graphic design services and how we can help your business grow. Check out our website, www.nachographics.com or call 801-869-0523. As a small business owner, you know that having a website is crucial to your success. But what you may not know is that designing and developing a website can be expensive. That's where Solidify Web comes in. 
Solidify Web offers affordable website design and development that will produce a website that is clean and tailored to fit your business needs. Plus, we offer search engine optimization services to help you obtain top rankings for your desired search terms, driving qualified leads to your site. Creating a website for your business is one of the most important things you can do in today's economy. Your website is your storefront and first impression for many potential customers. It is crucial that you have a clean, fresh, and well-designed website that represents your business the best way possible. We can create a stunning website for you that is both easy to use and navigate and ranks high in search engines. Contact us today to learn more about how we can help you take your business to the next level. As a physician, Dr. Robinson personally treated thousands of patients for their accident-related injuries and as such has an in-depth understanding of your physical complaints and injuries. It was at this time that Dr. Robinson discovered the difficulties of dealing with auto insurance companies. We know how difficult it can be for someone to handle their own case. Our personal injury law firm is dedicated to helping others navigate the difficulties involved in auto accident injuries, slip and fall injuries, brain injuries, trucking accidents, dog bite injuries, pedestrians and wrongful death cases. Why handle it alone? You can now have a law firm with not only legal experience, but also medical experience. Our attorneys and staff are focused on achieving the best possible outcome for you. Get what you deserve. At the Robinson Injury Law, you will be able to speak directly with your attorney. You may be just a number with other law firms and auto insurance companies, but at Robinson Injury Law, your case is our priority. Robinson Injury Law, helping accident injury victims is all we do. Call today for a free consultation to see if you have a case. Utah, 801-845-HURT-4878. The Elliott Group Way is a philosophy to elevate the merchant services industry and increase the trust factor between merchants and processors by offering consultative, local, and proactive customer care to help you grow your business and to reach your goals. We do things differently around here. Not only do we provide top-level products and services that work, we are your partner and ensure you affordable merchant services with our best rate guarantee. On top of that, we offer next-day funding so you can have peace of mind knowing your money will be in the bank quickly. When you choose EMG, you're choosing a partner that cares about your success. Let us show you the EMG way today. We also offer next-day funding so you can get your money as soon as possible. In addition, we offer a cash discount program so you can save money on your merchant services. So, if you're looking for an effective merchant services company that can provide you with low fees, contact us today to learn more about our merchant services at 801-362-2968. Hello and welcome back to the Nature Show and uh, we are here with uh, Mr. Phil Wright and uh, we are talking about this uh, this topic it's a very touchy uh, subject which is uh, abortion and uh, um is it a, is it a right i mean should we make it illegal you know um how should we approach this so um <clears throat> doing a little bit of research here um uh, I came across a map uh, that I can definitely show you guys, um, and uh, maybe we can analyze this a, um, a little bit. Um, and um, I saw that there are some countries out there that um, that have banned abortion. For example, if you look at the map here, um, it, it looks like uh, Canada. Uh, let me see those those with a with a green. Uh, with the green color, those countries they have no restriction on abortion. Uh, that's a that's pretty interesting to see. Uh, but if you see those that uh, that are red, uh, those prohibit abortion. Like for example, let me see Angola, you know Congo, Egypt, Iraq, Madagascar. You know those those countries. Uh, but looks like Swedish, Swedish, they do have uh, a little bit of restrictive. It says to preserve the health on socioeconomic grounds. Well, I guess that's how they take it. 
India, they also do have some restrictions. Uh, but if you see Latin America, Latin America is, uh, uh, they definitely, they take it to, in order to save the women's life uh, and also to preserve the physical and mental health and to preserve the physical help. Well, um, so th there you have it. And, you know, th there are some, some countries that are conscious about it. Um, but something that you mentioned, Phil, uh, at the beginning of our show is that um, that doesn't happen in very large numbers. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's... Um, that's something that uh, that is not super uh, that doesn't happen very 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 often when when you mean when the life of the mother is at risk yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm not dr phil so i don't uh, <laughs> can't give you a prescription or speak from a medical standpoint but i'm i'm pretty sure the things i've read it's less than 1% of the cases where a mother's life is actually in danger and the only way to save her life is to abort the baby. So that's very mm -hmm. rare. Mm -hmm. Let me look at what is China? What is China showing? I can't see your map. China, it looks like they don't, they don't have, I don't, I don't see any. Yeah. The reason I ask you that is it's really interesting because for the last several decades, China has had a forced abortion on women who have more than, I believe, two children. And right. if you were having girls, they were aborting these or aborting these little girls or killing them when they were born because wow. they were just trying to raise young men. And now China has a huge problem. They have way too many men and not enough women. <laughs> so there's not enough men to marry the women they have. So China has created a horrible problem of course, they were forcing abortion on people, um, but they're a good example of what happens when a government determines um, that you're going to have an abortion because you have too many children. Now, <laughs> fortunately, that hasn't happened. I don't know that that's happened anywhere else in the world, but uh, it's just unfortunate when abortion is used for birth control. Exactly. I just think it's an atrocity, and I don't think... Uh, I know God's not happy about it. You know, here he's trying to send these wonderful spirits, his children to earth, and, and we're killing them by the millions every single year. So, you know, hopeful, hopefully with Roe versus Wade being banned mm -hmm. and going back to the States, we'll see fewer abortions. Agree. One thing, I was, I was actually talking to, to a Democrat. Well, I, I don't know if she's fully Democrat or maybe she's a, she's a dino. You know, you know how kind of how you know we talk about rhino, rhino. Hmm. You know, I don't know that I've ever met a dino, but anyway, <laughs> most, most Democrats I know they've kind of gone far to the left. I, I don't see how you can be a Democrat when you look at their platform today. A few years uh -huh. ago, at their national convention, they took God out of their platform. Wow. That's, well, that's anyway, insane. Anyway, so I know. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just I'm not 100 sure about you know what what this person is, but anyway, she was mentioning that um, as far as abortion is concerned, if, if if we would educate, because that stuck with me a lot, if we educate kids uh, in that are puberts. Um, then, uh, you know, like from, from middle school all the way up the, uh, in, in regards of, uh, um, methods to, uh, it, well, if, if we educate them, uh, about, about this type of issues and in order for them to, uh, to do birth control, uh, because it happens and I'm, I'm going to talk to you, um, something, you know, about something, you know, here a, a little bit, if we talk about those things with them then less abortions will happen education you know i mean and and i i thought that that was a really good point but you know here's where they're going with that ignacio i think the bottom line the number one factor that causes our country to have so many abortions is the lack of a father in the home mm -hmm. when you destroy the 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 family when you take the father out of the home Mm -hmm. And you only have a mother raising children and you're not raising children with the understanding of the sanctity of life and the family unit 
that there's a father and a mother who mm -hmm. come together and create a, a child. Um, you're destroying yeah. a child's concepts and their understanding of values. When is it appropriate to engage in, in sexual activity? If we're not teaching our children that that sexual activity is is something that is sacred to God and it's for the purpose of bringing children into the world, mm -hmm. then our children, we can educate them all about contraceptive birth control, but that's not the message we should be teaching our children. I think the message we should be teaching our children mm -hmm is that God created man and woman. And the only way you can have a child is with man and woman. Correct. And you need to have a father in the home supporting the mother, helping to raise the child. If we could start teaching those types of values again, mm -hmm. I believe we would see unwanted pregnancies going down. Because mm -hmm. people wouldn't be living for constant self-gratification at the expense of the lives of innocent babies being killed mm -hmm. in the womb. This is a moral issue. It's, yeah. it's not an educational issue. It's a moral issue. We have lost yeah. our moral foundation in this country when half of the country is out protesting that they can't kill babies. What is yeah. wrong with that picture? <laughs> Very wrong. A lack of morals and values. Yeah, you, and and that point that point is even more powerful than just education. It, it is it is part of the education at home, of course, and it is it is part of the education out there that that you receive not just at home as well. Uh, it is a more of a core type of education that 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 children should receive. Uh, in order to prevent those abortions, and uh, that's uh, that's something that our world is uh, being in decadence, because those morals, uh, when you bring those morals down, then every you know that's what happened to uh, to Rome, you know, back in the days, you know, to the Roman Empire, mm -hmm. morals went down, everything else you know fell apart, and and you see what happened in history, so. Um, <clears throat> that's exactly what, um, not, not just uh, here in, in the U.S., I mean, because we, we are, I, I still consider the U.S. being still a very powerful country. We, well, we, we are. are. I mean, we, we are. are the lone superpower, at least right now, in the world. Uh -huh. And uh, uh, th th there's so much that, th th there's so many people, uh, including in our own government, and that they really want to bring this country down. Um, and uh, I I don't wanna go anywhere, Phil. Um, I'm here, I'm an immigrant. And I came here because of how, of how great the United States is. And I came here because of the wonderful culture. I fell in love with the American culture. Uh, I fell in love with uh, how things are done here in in, in society here in the U.S. Um, I I don't want I, I mean I, I see how wonderful Germany is you know how nice you know education and whatever uh, Japan you know how how stuff is there and I, I, I don't know I, I I love I love to learn about cultures you know myself sure. yeah. but but how structured how well structured the united states is that is what i fell in love with and if there are other individuals that want to suppress culture um, of the united states the american culture saying that there's no culture here i'm like what what are you talking about yeah <laughs> it's interesting to me how so many people are drawn to america People from socialist countries, you know, you mentioned Germany. My daughter-in-law, uh, her parents are from Germany. As a matter of fact, she and my son and their little girl were in Germany for three weeks. They just got back a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful place. It has It's rich heritage. It has buildings that are hundreds and hundreds of years old. Yeah. Um, but one of the issues I have is you'll have so many people drawn to America because they're trying to either flee the political issues in their own country, 
or because they don't like some of the political issues and they want to have more freedom. So they come here, but they drag their po politics with them. No. They drag their socialism with them. They drag their communist views with them. <laughs> and I don't understand that. It's like, wait a minute, if you're coming here because you want to participate, and I, I get frustrated at the term democracy, we are not a democracy, we are right. a republic. So if you want to come here and participate in a republic that gives you the freedom to choose where you live, what you drive, where you work, if you want to start a business, then mm -hmm. come here 100%. Leave the baggage behind. The stuff you were fleeing, leave it behind. But Ignacio, I see the same thing within our country. We'll yeah. see people fleeing from California. They're coming right here to Utah. <laughs> what are they doing? They're fleeing from California because the taxes and regulations are so high. Yeah. But then they come here and who do they vote for? They vote for the same liberals, the same yeah. liberal ideology that destroyed the state they just left from. Exactly. So if, if people could just understand that, when you're fleeing to freedom, keep freedom free. Don't bring your baggage. Don't bring the <laughs> chains with you. Leave the chains in California. Yep. <laughs> Leave them in New York. Don't bring them here. But I, I just will never understand that. The same thing is happening in Florida. <clears throat> you have all the snowbirds. Why do they retire? Why don't they retire in Connecticut, Vermont, New York? Why don't they retire up there? Because the taxes are so high. So what do they do? Yeah. They go south to Florida where the climate is nice and the taxes are really low. But then what do they do? They bring their <laughs> liberal politics with them that will eventually destroy the state they retired in and make it just like the one they fled. So I don't understand that. Sorry, but I got <laughs> off on the tangent. <laughs> no, that that's totally fine. That, that kind of... Um... Uh, reminded me of uh, uh, where is it? Let me let me go find it really quick. Um, okay, it, it's a meme on Facebook, and and I quote: uh, "You came from there because you didn't like it there, and now you want to change here to be like there." We're not racist, phobic, or anti whatever you are. We simply like here the way it is, and many of us were actually born here and stayed because it is not like there, wherever there was. So you're you're welcome here with open, with open arms. So please stop trying to make here like there. there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, so. Exactly what I've been harping on the last five minutes. Yeah, and I mean, we can definitely do another show about that, you know. <laughs> Definitely, because yeah, it, it is. Yeah, of course. You know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an immigrant. I was born and raised in Mexico, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, you know, saw things that obviously I, I didn't like. You know, obviously, uh, but I I came here from there so I can have. So I can adopt different things. Yeah. So I can, uh, so I can embrace uh, a different culture. So I can um, live a different lifestyle um, than the one that I had there. Yeah. But uh, that doesn't mean you've turned your back on your heritage. Yeah, I, th that's family and loved ones that are still there. I mean, it's a wonderful, oh, yeah. rich heritage. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that's exactly what I was going to say, because, you know, like uh, I, I eat salsa. You know, I make my own salsa and I, I you know, I thought I was going to get tacos, dude. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I still cheer for my my favorite. my, my And I, I think I, I always have to do. I don't know. I've never done this before, but I have to cheer for Monterey. You know, it's my my favorite soccer team, you know, from Mexico. So. Um, and I watch them and I follow them, you know, but, but yeah, you are 100% correct. Um, you know, you, we, we, we all do have our, our heritage, you know, um, and, uh, we, we respect it. Uh, and we, uh, we do have, uh, love for it. Uh, however, you know, we live here, um, and, um, 
uh, you know, in my case, you know, I, I fell in love with this culture. I fell in love with with the language. Um, I fell in love with uh, how um, how things are uh, and how our uh, our founding fathers uh, created this country uh, in order to uh, for us to grow. Uh, one analogy that I always talk about on my show, and some people maybe are going to go, "Oh my gosh, really?" Again. <laughs> It is this film. <clears throat> God, um, the United States was created the same way that God created the earth. And I'm going to tell you how. When you, God created the earth in order for you to till the earth. If you plant a seed in, in the earth, and if you um, if you tend it, you water it, you know, it will grow a plant. And that plant will give you fruit. And the plant doesn't care who you are, what you're thinking, what color of the skin you are. The earth doesn't care who the heck you are, one, uh, you know, woman, child, whatever. Um. And that's the same thing with the United States. When you come to the United States, that the U.S. does not care who the heck you are. Yep. If you come to the U.S. with a good heart, with good thoughts, you come, you you start your own business, and you do it the right way. It's like the plan: you water your business, you know, you you do yeah. these good marketing, whatever. You will grow. Yeah. And the system will benefit you. Exactly. And it has benefited me. You know, I'm, I'm a dark-skinned guy. You know, I I, I have an accent. Uh, you know, no, whatever. I, I didn't notice. Oh, but, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, can I add to that? You know, and I appreciate what you just said. You, the United States is the biggest melting pot in the world. We have more countries, more nationalities, more races come here and live their lives than any place in the world. And I get so frustrated when the uber left tries to claim that we are a racist country. I was raised most of my childhood in Georgia. And mm -hmm. yes, I've seen racial things happen. I have, but I've seen it from both sides, not just one, yeah. but that is the exception in our country. It is not the rule. I do not believe the average American is a racist. Correct. You know, I, I just don't, I don't buy that. And, and just so you know, I have uh, seven children and they're all married now. And one of my daughters married a very handsome, wonderful man whose family is from Mexico. So, mm -hmm. I have four beautiful little brown grandchildren that I just love dearly. And the idea of the race, it just doesn't cross my mind until you make a comment like this. And I think, oh, yeah, they are. They do have a Mexican heritage. Uh -huh. but it means nothing to me. The most important thing to me is the individual, not the color of their skin, not their religion, and not even their politics. What's most important to me is the individual, who they are. I have friends all over the country from all different religious backgrounds, all different political backgrounds, but they're still my friends, even if we yeah. disagree on stuff. But this country, I believe, is a sacred country. I believe it's it was designated by God to restore the gospel. It is a place where the new Jerusalem will be. I, I believe all mm -hmm. of that wholeheartedly. And it has to be a melting pot because it has to continue to welcome the entire world in. So we have to ignore the left when they try to push the narrative that yeah. we are a racist nation. We have a Supreme Court justice who is black. We have women <laughs> on the Supreme Court. Yeah. We have all races of people that, that are CEOs of, com of companies throughout our country. 100%. So it's just not true. It's not true. It's a small, you're always going to find a racist no matter where you go. You're going to find yeah. bigots. You're going to find all of that. 
But it's just not true when you throw the blanket statement to say that we are a bigoted racist country and we hate everybody. It's just not true. <laughs> yeah, it's nonsense, definitely. Phil, it was great having you here in this show. Thank you so much for all of your comments and your insights. And uh, once again, <clears throat> uh, I appreciate uh, dearly, very, very dearly, uh, this uh, um, uh, the willing of sharing uh, this uh, this personal experience uh, that that you had. Uh, it is um, uh, definitely in, in wow. It, it it touched my heart. Um, and um, yeah, so Can I say one really quick thing about that experience. Yes. One last thing. I know you got to go, but. <laughs> when going back to my my daughter um, giving up a baby for adoption after she was raped, I remember when that little girl was born, how much her spirit just filled our home, our whole family, and how much love we immediately had for her. And then I remember that feeling when she was taken out of our home by the young couple who adopted her, that feeling of sadness and separation that this is a granddaughter of mine and I will never see mm -hmm. her. That night, I had a wonderful dream that someone knocked on my door, and it was 18 years later, and I opened the door, and it's this beautiful, young, 18-year-old woman, wow. my wife and I, and said, I just wanted to tell you I love you. So I look forward to that day that my wife and I and the rest of our family can be reunited with this precious little girl. We would never want to do anything to interfere with the life and family she has now, but how wonderful it will be when she's an adult and we have that opportunity to meet her and throw our arms around her and remind her how wanted she was from the moment we knew she was conceived. Wow. Wow. That's, and that will happen. That, that will happen for a fact. And, uh, uh, wow, definitely. Thank you, Phil. Thank you so much. Um, I, I feel honored to to hear these words, uh, to to hear this, and uh, <clears throat> it's a it's a very sacred experience, and uh, it comes from God, and I know for a fact that it will happen. It will. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for giving me a few minutes to be with you today. I think you're an awesome guy. I've always felt that way. I've watched you over the years. <laughs> just grow and, and it's just so exciting to see how much your life has changed. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that, Phil. And thanks everybody here uh, for being in, in the show. Uh, thank you. And uh, we'll see you next time.